Welcome to this week's episode where we are going to be diving into the five worst things that you can do to destroy your business. If that's what you're looking to do. <laughs> and no, it's a really good episode. I'm excited to dive in. Uh, my name is Marion Wagner for those who are new to the show, and I help online coaches grow their client attraction systems and their income. And at the beginning of every show this season, I am sharing a, a fun fact or a story just to kind of kick things off a different way. And so for anyone who has watched The Bachelor, you might find this week's fun fact a little interesting. So I have played soccer my entire life. And after college, I was hired to help coach at this soccer summer camp. And there was another instructor there that was, he was kind of handsome. Uh, no, he was handsome. And he was nice enough. <laughs> anyway, he asked me out. And so I went out on a date with him. And long story short, it was just one date. And we, I decided to pass on a second one. We were just better off as friends. Um, but here we go. Years go by and I totally forget about him until one day my friend Bob calls me on the phone and he's laughing hysterically. And I'm like, what is going on? And he asks me if I'm watching The Bachelorette. And I said, no. And so then he had me pull up my computer and look up the guys on the season to see if any of them looked familiar. So I did. And there was Juan Pablo. <laughs> so Juan Pablo, if you're familiar with the series, he went on to become The Bachelor a couple years later, and I was reminded why I didn't go on that second date. Anyway, good times. <laughs> Let's dive into the show. So five worst things that will destroy your business. Number one is trying to do all the things. Okay. For the past, I would say five years, this keyword, it's kind of a buzzword, omnipresent has been flying around people. You need to be omnipresent wherever your client is. You need to be there. You need to have a presence. And, oh, that is just no, that is not 2022 or 23. Okay. You cannot be on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, and do them all well. There's just not, it's not humanly possible. The people you see who are everywhere and do it well, they have a team of people behind them. They, they are not doing it all themselves. Right. And you know that, like, you know that, but our subconscious tells us, well, we see people out there who are everywhere. And so therefore I'm failing because I am not. Um, and you know, we all fall into this trap. I do as well. It's so tempting for me to want to start a TikTok and learn all about YouTube shorts, but it's just not in my immediate game plan for the moment. So I need to exercise restraint and remind myself that the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Alex Hermoses, the um, Amy Porterfields, they all have a team behind them, the Gary Vaynerchuks. That's why they are quote unquote omnipresent, right? But they didn't start out that way. They started off with one thing and then they did it well. And then they went to the next thing. They expanded. So you got to nail it and then you scale it. So focus on one thing and do it well. And I always, well, I was talking to a client the other day and I came up with this, with this analogy that you are a glass of expensive red wine. You are, you're not the boxed kind. You're not a Boda box, right? You are a bottle of Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon, right? And you don't water down Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon, right? That would be a waste of almost $3,000, you don't water yourself down. So pick a lane. What are you drawn to? What falls in your zone of genius? 
And also what makes sense considering your ideal client. So go deep in that one lane, not wide, and then you can widen as you go. So bottom line, nail it, then scale it, right? So that's number one, try not to do all the things right away. Number two is not having an immediate goal. This is, ah, this is so easy because we get caught up in that, again, that groundhog day existence where you're so in the grind that you don't necessarily know what that next goal is that you're working for. You just get caught up in what you're doing. And it's good to have larger goals, like what you want to create in 2023. We're going to start talking about some of those things on the podcast soon. And so it's important to come up with those things, but it's really, it's more important to come up with short-term goals. So what do you want to have accomplished or created right now in November? What about December? You will never float to the destination that you would have chosen. You have to get out a map, circle your destination, and then set your sails and go. All right. So if you want to have, let's say a 20 K month, you must declare that goal and then reverse engineer it. What needs to happen. It's, it's kind of like declaring you're going to run a marathon, right? Once you've made that crazy <laughs> decision, uh, you, you choose the race date and then you reverse engineer your training. You're not just, you know, signing up for a marathon and, you know, okay, on November 18th, I'm going to go run 26 miles. It doesn't really, well, it, it shouldn't work that way. I'm catching myself right now because I um, met a few Navy SEALs who thought it was fun to just wake up one morning and they would go run a marathon before, like just randomly, but they're wired a little differently. So some people that works for, but for people like me and maybe you, you want to reverse engineer the training and put together something that makes sense. All right. So number three, the worst thing you can do to destroy your business is allowing comparison to take a seat at the table. Okay. Comparison kills more businesses than anything else. I, after 10 plus years in this industry, I can say that with so much confidence, comparison will kill you. The minute you start thinking that you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, all, all the enoughs is the minute your internal thermostat just drops dramatically and you've lost energetic momentum. And I've talked on this show before about your internal thermostat setting, how you might have a default setting of, of 90 and you know that you want to get up to 95 to create that next level result, but you automatically, you may hit 95 and you may be feeling that momentum and going, but your, your human mind, this is basic psychology will want to bring you back down to 90. That's your comfort zone. Okay. And if you hang out with people who are maybe 80 85, your thermostat's going to drop even lower just by default. That's why it's so important to surround yourself uh, with people who are more successful than you, people who are where you want to be. And that's why that's the power of a mastermind. If you've ever joined a mastermind is you want to surround yourself with other go-getters who are showing up and, you know, every day it's about GSD, getting shiz done. All right. So comparison, going back to number three here. Comparison waters, it's another water for your wine, right? You don't water down your wine. So you know, you know that you've done this. I've done this. You're sitting there scrolling on your phone. And then without even thinking, you subconsciously start to, to think you need to be more like Becky 
or Rachel or Grace, because you see them, they're looking happy, they look successful, so they must know the secret. If only you were more like them, right? If if you use their words, their photos, if you could be exactly like them, you'd be successful too. And which kind of reminds me when I was thinking about today's episode, um, I was in thinking about comparison and how sometimes people turn into little clones of people they see online, right? So you see people, I brought up Amy Porterfield earlier. When she became popular, you started seeing all these other women out there looking like Amy Porterfield copycats. They weren't coming out with original ideas with their original personalities. They were doing what they saw her doing. And I thought about how back in 2016, this is the wildest case of copycat I've I've ever heard of. Um, maybe you've heard of her, Lauren Bolin. She has a travel Instagram account called uh, Gypsy Lust. And she still posts beautiful photos of all the places that she travels to. Anyway, she learned that there was this girl who was traveling around the world to the exact places that she was going to and take the exact photos and posting them to her Instagram as if like this was her photo and her, her caption. Like, and we're talking, this other girl was wearing the exact same clothes that Lauren would wear in that photo, like down to the jewelry. And she would pose the exact same way at the exact same like position in the site. Like, so at the exact same table in a restaurant and in Greece, like she even copied her captions. Anyway, (laughs) it's creepy, right? This is an extreme example of comparison on crack, right? This other chick probably spent a small fortune trying to turn herself into Lauren when she easily could have just used her own imagination for five minutes and taken unique photos and developed her own unique brand of travel, um, a travel blog or brand, but she got obsessed to a clinically significant degree with trying to become someone else. So I just shared that because it's an interesting case, but the average mentally healthy individual doesn't go to those links, right? But we do fall into comparison traps so often. And these traps, it's like putting a lid on your greatness. It's like, think of everything that makes you special and unique and awesome and put it in a bucket. And think about those things that make you awesome. Like give off light. So the bucket is is glowing, like, like giving off radiation, like sun, not radiation, but sunlight. But then comparison comes around and puts a lid on top of that bucket, completely trapping your light inside. And soon your light will fade because it doesn't have, it doesn't have oxygen and no one's appreciating it. It just fades away. And that's what happens when we start comparing and we start forgetting and neglecting and shrinking our own unique gifts and weirdness and what makes us unique. So do not allow yourself to like fall into this comparison trap. Refuse to allow comparison to take a squat in your living room. Okay. All right. Number four of the worst things you can do to destroy your business is break the chain. You don't want to break the chain. So what I mean by this is you stopped taking consistent action in a specific, important way toward your goal. So an example of this would be if you stopped like working out or what 
like people refer to as falling off the wagon, right? We've all been there. And maybe your goal is just to work out four days a week. It's not, it's not about working out every single day. But then you break the chain and you, let's say you miss an entire week. The energy and effort it takes to begin again is far greater than if you had just sucked it up and kept pushing through your workout the week before, even if you didn't feel like it, right? And I see this all the time with coaches, coaches, consultants, bloggers, you name it. You show up and you post consistently, you email consistently, and then all of a sudden, poof, they go MIA. They're gone. People start to wonder if they're okay. Some people never recover from this and they stay missing. While others, maybe they they start to struggle to climb back on the wagon and regain the momentum they've lost. And I should say this, this is not about being perfect. You do not need to show up and post on social media every gosh darn day. There's those people out there. <laughs> it's like part of their identity. They love to say, I've never missed a day posting. I'm like, okay, Jan, well, that's great. Here's a, there's no trophy for that. I don't have a trophy to give you. There's, there is none. It's, it's not important. It's not even healthy in my opinion to like, feel like you need to show up and post every single day. What matters is that you show up consistently for your client and your following and in relation to your goals. Okay. And another example I'll give for my own life is writing my book. I have my book right now that I'm about 40, I'm about, um, I'm going to say 75% of the way done. My goal is to finish it by the end of November here, but I started writing the book two months before I had a baby, right? And I just started doing 45 minutes a day. That's it. I wrote for 45 minutes a day and I called it done and that worked. And then, you know, I gave birth to this tiny human and I took, gosh, like three, uh, three weeks to a month off from writing and I broke the chain, so to speak, but it's okay because it's a good excuse. I had a baby and now I'm back to writing 45 minutes a day, but I will tell you, it is harder to come back to it than had I, you know, if, if the, if the baby wasn't in the picture, if I had just kept going and finished it, then that's so much easier than trying to come back to it. So do what you can to not break the chain, even if it's just a super small action. So writing for five minutes versus 45 minutes, do something to maintain that chain. Okay. Number five, the last one is, uh, this was, this should be number one. These aren't in any order, but if I were to put them in order, this would be number one is not working on your money mindset. If you don't work on your relationship with money, you are making a decision to stay small. You're, you're choosing to say to the universe, Hey, universe, I don't really deserve more money. I am uncomfortable with an abundant bank account and I have lots of fears around making money, holding on to money, even spending money. So just let me pretend that I want to make more money. I'll keep saying that I do. And heck, I'll even keep working my my booty off every morning and night. But at a cellular level, I'm not ready to receive making more money, charging more for what I do and attracting that level of abundance I say I so desperately want, right? That's, that is what you're choosing to say to the universe if you don't consciously and putting some effort toward working on your relationship with money. It's kind of, I think of it as kind of like someone complaining that they can never lose the weight they've gained right? And they may go through the basic 
motions like joining a gym, walking on the treadmill, eating healthy-ish, right? But on the flip side, they are still overindulging big time on the weekends, drinking loads of wine, boda box (laughs) during the week, going back for seconds, even when they're not hungry. You know what I mean, right? It's, It's just honestly the very simple difference between being interested and being committed. Those two things look very different. If you're interested in losing weight, you dabble, right? You explore, you flirt with the ideas, but, but if you're committed, you're not, you're not half-assing it, you're full-assing it. And you know that you're committed, not just on a physical level, like you feel it in your whole body and in your mind, right? You know what it feels like to operate with complete certainty that this is happening. It's not if you lose 20 pounds or you stop smoking or you break out of a toxic relationship. It's knowing that you are doing this. You feel that on a definite cellular level, it's as good as done, right? It's happening and it's your destiny. The same is true for developing a mindset around money and financial abundance in your business. You may not have the physical proof that you are even capable of making more income right now, but if you don't operate as if it's already been done, like it's coming your way and you're stepping into this next level with a big old smile on your face and a deep sense of knowing in your gut that it's going to happen, then it'll never happen. Or it, it might happen in short bursts of success, but it won't last, right? It'll, it'll fall through your hands like sand. And I know that's not what you want. You want something, you want success and income generation that's consistent, dependable, and something you know is, is going to last, not like this up and down roller coaster month after month. Oh my gosh, I hope it happens again. There's no hope in this. And the bottom line is you cannot attract that which you feel unworthy of. So if you're serious about taking your business to that next level, you must prioritize up-leveling your relationship with money. Okay. So to recap, the five worst things that will destroy your business, either really slowly or quickly are trying to do all the things, not having an immediate goal, like right in front of your face right now to work toward allowing comparison to take a squat in your living room, breaking the chain and not working on your money mindset. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had fun and being a part of this podcast family here. I am so grateful to you. I will see you next time.